up and turned to face them. He was dressed all in black with a sweatshirt that said villain in white letters, not very subtle. He then shouted F, followed by a racial slur as he began his rampage, stabbing one teenager in the chest with a three-inch pocket knife. The second team's arm was slashed by the attacker as well. The assailant fled, but was spotted a few minutes later. After a brief foot chase, he was arrested. Not surprisingly, the cops took him in alive. No word on whether they took him to Burger King afterwards. The white media has identified the assailant as Adrian Cummings, who they're calling a 25-year-old homeless man who struggles with addiction. That's how they describe this would-be killer. When the psycho killer Daniel Penny strangled Jordan Neely to death, the white media didn't call Jordan Neely a homeless man who struggled with addiction. They tried to demonize him every way they could, and he didn't harm anyone. Meanwhile, this animal tries to kill two children, but these racists in the white media call him just a homeless man who wrestles with addiction. They say that as if that was all there was to this guy, but of course, they weren't telling the whole story. The teenager who was stabbed in the chest had to be taken to the hospital in critical condition for damage to his heart and internal bleeding. Neither of the victims knew why this race killer attacked them, since they had done nothing to him. But as we already know, under white supremacy, these killers don't need a reason. They just need an opportunity. We know exactly why this happened, and the white media does too, because they've gone to great lengths to avoid saying who these two victims were. They were both two black teenagers. The Fox affiliate article that I'm citing from only mentions the word black once. That's it once in the entire article, and they don't even put it into the headline. Two black teenagers are the victims of a knife attack by a white supremacist. One of them stabbed in the chest and nearly dies, and the white media thinks that their race is insignificant. When you go to other white media outlets, though, they don't even mention the victims being black at all. This is deliberate. It's meant to cause confusion. The white media hopes to get people to move on since they provide so few details about the crime. These white supremacists are making it a point to target black children. We need to understand that when it comes to the Dylan Roofs and the Peyton Gendrons and the Adrian Cummings, we're dealing with animals here, not human beings. The white supremacist has no conscience or decency. Keep that in mind when dealing with them. And that includes the white media who runs interference for them. They went out of their way to not mention that the victims of this hate crime are black. And that was deliberate because the Portland area is in the Northeast. People would just assume that the targets were most likely Asian, but of course the white media doesn't say that either. This is how propaganda works. People are conditioned by the narratives that the white media uses. They make it a point to use certain words and phrases in specific instances to talk about certain people. And that's how they condition the public mind. So when you talk about Portland or Seattle and make sure to show only white and Asian faces, people will intentionally be misled into thinking, well, this was probably some anti-Asian hate. And then people will call for a hate crime law specifically for Asians. And when you point out that black people are the overwhelming majority of hate crimes victims, we're told, well, it can't be that bad. People believe what they see from the white media, or in this case, they believe what they didn't see. Cummings has since been indicted on a slew of charges, including one count of second degree attempted murder, one count of first degree assault, one count of second degree assault, two counts of first degree bias crime, one count of first-degree robbery, three counts of unlawful use of a weapon, one count of interfering with public transportation, one count of first-degree attempted assault, and one count of second-degree attempted assault. Now, you probably see one or two charges in this list that don't actually have anything to do with the attempted murders on that day in specific, 
And that's because you won't be surprised to learn this isn't Adrian Cummings' first run-in with the law. In fact, it wasn't even his first run-in of the summer. Before I go any further, I found that the white media basically didn't want to have to report on this guy's priors. I had to really dig to find any mention of them, and I had to go to a number of different sources because none of these white media outlets had them all in one article or even one website. This guy has been a one-man crime wave in the city for several months now. On July 7th of this year, Cummings was arrested after he caused a disturbance at a restaurant, and when the employees told him to leave, he pulled a knife and began cursing at them. He then took several steps toward their security guard. He was scheduled for a court appearance in early August, but of course he didn't show, so the judge issued a bench warrant, and police didn't have to wait long to find him because they would arrest him twice in the month of August. The first August arrest occurred when he was caught urinating in public on a university campus. Police found two knives and an expandable baton on him. The second arrest came on August 30th, a few days before he carried out his race attack on that train. That time, he was arrested for jaywalking. Police saw that he had a warrant out, so that being the case, why wasn't this guy in jail already if he had a bench warrant and the police had already arrested him a number of times? Well, we have some new information this evening now about a horrific attack police say was racially motivated. We're talking about the man accused of stabbing two teenagers on a MAX train over the weekend. Adrian Cummins is now charged with attempted murder, assault, and bias crime. Now, it turns out prosecutors say Cummins should have been in jail at the very time of that attack, though we've learned he was turned away and released despite a judge's order to keep him in custody. Investigative reporter Evan Watson went to try to squeeze some answers at what appears to be a gap in our system. Earlier in no August, gap. Portland police arrested Cummins. He had Jordan, an outstanding like warrant for failing to. to show up to court on charges of menacing with a knife. That happened earlier this summer. A judge ordered that Cummins needed to be held in jail until a hearing in late September. A police officer brought him to the jail, but jail officials and Corrections Health denied booking him. After KGW pressed for answers as to why Cummins wasn't held, a Multnomah County Sheriff's Office spokesman said on Wednesday that Cummins wasn't held in jail because of health or medical reasons. The spokesman did say health reasons are the most common example someone would be denied booking. In this case, Cummins was released from custody and is now accused of robbing a store, stabbing two boys in a racially motivated attack, and running from police. So you see, he had already been arrested after the judge issued the order saying to lock him up, and yet the authorities just couldn't seem to hold him because, well, reasons. Though I think it's important to note that after he attempted to kill those two black teenagers, suddenly the county jail actually held him, though the authorities refused to say why it is that suddenly they've been able to keep him in custody. I guess his health must have improved miraculously, right? or perhaps it's because of all of the media coverage that's been heaped on this case. But that's far from his only run-ins with the law. After his attempted double murder hate crime, the owner of a local convenience store said that he recognized Cummings as the perpetrator of an armed robbery at his store. He had stolen a number of items and then tried to stab the store owner's son several times when the young man attempted to stop him. Police have reviewed video footage of the incident and confirmed that Cummings was indeed the person who committed that crime, too. Back in April, Cummings was involved in a fight on the Metro train. Gee, I think I noticed a pattern forming. That time, he was armed with a gun, which led to him being charged with being a felon in possession of a firearm. And why was he a felon, you ask? You see, this reprobate isn't from Portland at all, or from Oregon, or even from the West Coast. He's actually a wanted fugitive from Ron DeSantis' state of Florida. 
This guy had been convicted of drug possession, and while he had been on parole, he skipped the state. Florida authorities issued an arrest warrant for him, but no matter how many times he was arrested in Oregon, he was never held nor extradited back to Florida. Instead, they just kept letting him go, which pretty much is exactly what the folks in Florida did. His presence in Portland, the violent crime spree he had been on, the attempted double murder hate crime he had committed wasn't some coincidence. This is the Ron DeSantis effect, him and Christopher Rufo. When you hear DeSantis or Rufo saying that they want what they've done in Florida to become a blueprint for the nation, this is what DeSantis and Rufo are talking about. We'll continue with the moment of truth in just a moment, but first, a word from the official sponsor of Black Empowerment, Power Tools. There's no telling when something's going to come up, so make sure you carry your power tools at all times. No. You never know when you're going to need yeah, to bring the hammer down. Yeah. Or when you'll have some trash that needs to be blown away, or some obstacle that requires cutting down. Don't get caught empty-handed. Keep your hammer close by. Keep that leaf blower at the ready, and always carry your steel. Power tools, because no matter what your day job or side hustle may be, there's no excuse for not being ready to put in some work. Their entire goal has been to embolden white supremacists to commit violence through a campaign of nonstop anti-black propaganda and the pushing of phony white grievance that's meant to justify it. That has been Rufo and DeSantis' goal to pass laws and make public statements meant to make it clear that they are at war with black people and to encourage those with genetic immunity from the law to do the same. And as we saw in Jacksonville last month and have now seen this month, the racists from Florida are carrying out an organized race war against black people nationwide. And it is not random. This has been their goal from the very beginning. The law doesn't touch those with genetic immunity because you have racists like Rufo and people who think like him who are the ones who actually administer the law. And as we've seen with this Cummings creep, they just keep letting certain people go no matter what. This is done in order to make sure that certain people are given as much freedom in the society as possible. And this way, whenever some of them feel the urge to commit some hateful crime of violence, they won't be hesitant. Now, this creep is one of these super predators the white media and the politicians don't talk about, so he targets people very carefully for his acts of violence. He didn't just pick those kids at random. He targeted them because he figured that being kids and not being part of the criminal class, they would be unarmed. Soft targets. That's what these white supremacists look for. White supremacists hate the idea of hate crimes altogether because to them, that's punishing whiteness. That's what they say, by the way. Hate crime laws are meant to punish being white. Now, who's been arrested just for being white? The laws are meant as an enhancement to crimes committed based on motive. But what they're really saying is what their actual mentality is. That apparently, to some of them, they feel that anti-black violence is part of being white. At least to the white supremacists, that's how they see it. They're telling on themselves. This case is yet another in an endless string of examples of why there needs to be an anti-black hate crime law. Black people are the primary and majority victims of hate crimes in the United States. Even when the white media was making a sensation out of Stop Asian Hate, black people were still the majority of hate crimes victims. And yet you can't even get the so-called politicians in Congress or at the state level to make an issue out of it, not even the black ones. When it comes to hate crimes, they have an open policy of not doing anything where black people are concerned. But for anyone and everyone else, they can suddenly move. For example, back in May, just a few months before this race attack happened in Portland, 
The state of Oregon changed their guidelines for pretrial detention as it pertains to hate crimes. Oregon's chief justice signed an order that made it where people who have been accused of first-degree hate crimes can't just get out of jail the very same day that they've been arrested. They have to wait at least until arraignment before the judge. And the reason why? Because you had a white man who attacked a family of Japanese descent. You see, if it's some black people we're talking about, well, there's nothing we can do. No laws are going to get changed. We're not changing anything. Oh, George Floyd was heinously murdered? Well, we're not changing anything. But with any and everyone else, oh, well, we can change laws for them. We can do something for them. That's how you understand that there is a rigid policy, an ironclad policy of targeting black people, that this for them is a hill they're prepared to die on. This is not merely some happenstance. This is the core of their political philosophy. This is what their laws are geared around. Making sure that attacking black people goes unpunished is the core of America's public policy. As black people, we have to take personal protection seriously. But understand, these white supremacists are making it their strategy to target black children. That requires extra vigilance on our part to help look out for each other. But it also requires extra determination on our part to stop these race attacks, too. The authorities have a program at work meant to keep these violent criminals on the streets until they eventually kill a black person, and only then will they finally be arrested. Maybe. Well, if some white supremacist calls themselves trying to get you or some other black person on the metro train, then you make sure to put them on the bullet train out of here. And that's this week's Friday Crime Report. Keep your eyes open and stay on alert, because there's a lot worse criminals out there than the ones the white corporate media chooses to show you. Good day, and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Black Voltron Reloaded, Brian Walton, Anthony Pollard, Sabrina, and Mark Anderson. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you. White and homeless, I ain't buying it. You can best believe that motherfucker has some parents or some siblings or maybe even some kids that should be hunted down. Let him get that note that his fuckery just cost him a couple of family members. That's how we're going to have to start acting towards these anti-black white people and anti-black Latinos and highly anti-black East Indians. Try it here. Hold on. Only. Okay, I'm gonna. I gotta play it here because I got it on my phone. Hold on. Let me just show it like this. Uh, come on, thing. Damn. 
Wait, wait, wait. Let me get it. Back. Okay, hold on. Here we go. I'm going to play it from my phone. Hold on. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The open in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. Ah. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we will. Okay. He said, we got a population that's not reproducing on its own. <clears throat> yeah, I, I had to do a Vicky Dillick style. Shout out to my sister, Vicky Dillick. Um, yeah, what population is that? What population is that? We're reproducing. We're reproducing just fine. All right. This is what we, we y'all have to understand, family. When they let the Latinos over, they understand that they're going to make them white. They go through a process, you know, they kind of whip them up a little bit to, to let them know what the business is. But the goal is to allow them into whiteness. Okay. The goal is to allow them into whiteness because they understand that their birth rates, the white supremacists, their birth rates are very low and they cannot replant, they cannot reproduce themselves fast enough. They're dying faster than they're being born. So they're bringing in all of these people who want to identify with white and they're bringing them in here and they're setting them down right in black neighborhoods, by the way. And they're papering these people up. These people are getting all types of resources, all types of housing, all types of grants, all types of funding. And we're sitting up here talking about some damn black and brown coalition. We, man, y'all don't understand how we need to stop that. Not only that, there was another situation. Yeah, so I guess those is the facts, Jack. So you don't have any excuses of not knowing the end game. So I should no longer hear you talking about who, when, where, why, and how they're going to close the border. Because they not. All right? So these are the replacements. Remember that movie, The Replacements? Yeah, that's what these are. These are the replacements. All right, so, you know, the dominant society is dying off faster than they can kill us off or get us to kill ourselves off. Do y'all know that if America never allowed mass immigration before or after the Immigration Act of 1965, I'm talking about if they never brought in any Italians, any Russians, any Irish, any Germans, Anybody from Spain, you know we'd outnumber them by millions by now. Hmm? Yeah, we'd outnumber them by millions. That's what these black codes have been about for the last 500 years, to suppress these numbers. So now they're bringing in another buffer class so they can set us a class apart from them and continue their benign neglect campaign. That's all this is. So 
So stop acting like you don't know anymore. Mass immigration of illegals will be a regular part of this regime's tactics to ethnically gentrify niggas out the equation. I don't know how else to put it. They're desperate. They're in panic mode. <laughs> this is anxiety attack. Yeah, this is the anxiety attack of elimination through natural selection. See, to kill niggas off, you got to have artificial systems to kill niggas off. But, but how you going to feel when you dying off through the natural selection? So that's why you got the barbecue Becky microaggressions, the corner store Karens and all that shit. Because they shook. So relax. <laughs> yeah, relax. These niggas is shook. They in panic mode. And they're using this TV to send false images to make us think something else is going on. They have lost total fucking control. <laughs> You hear me? They have lost total fucking control of this shit. They were so busy with their foot on our fucking necks that the small hat crept in through the back door and took over the Supreme Court and all their politics. The small hats infiltrated the white man's government through the Democratic Party. That's who runs the liberals. The neocons is the small hats. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic. I couldn't have done it better myself. Who the dunk? But you know what? They put us out front. They had a small hat put us out front, so they engineered the NAACP. Niggas, alligators, apes, and coons, and possums. And they made them the tip of the spear. They made us fight for the civil rights that even they weren't having as Jews. Because Jews were prosecuted in this country too. So they say, yo, how are we going to get our power here in America? We're going to use the black Americans who is, you know, 25, 30 million deep to our probably less than a million deep. And we're going to play the puppet master. That's why they hated the NAACP. That's why they always called Martin Luther King a Jewish invention. Yeah, it was also the same small hat organizations that sent W.E.B. Du Bois after any pro-black thinkers like Marcus Garvey, or even all the way back to Booker T. Washington. Yeah, he was their lap dog to make sure blacks never became independent of the system. Sent their agents out. And instead of remaining grassroots, now all our leaders are initiated, right? We don't have any grassroots leaders anymore. All our leaders are bought and paid for, right? Every last one of them. Ain't one of them that ain't a gatekeeper. Name one. Name me one. 
Name me one. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jack. Name me one. Be an actor, Denzel. Name me one, Samuel. Name me one. Every last one of them. So it's the end game, y'all. You know, they got a bunch of them white supremacists modded up there. But you got some white supremacist suspects out here who want to sue Twitter because they ain't getting put on like they need to. There's this dude here. This guy. Hold on, let me show y'all this guy here. Uh, one of the usual suspects who's upset that he's not getting modded up on Twitter so that he can basically shut a lot of us down. And he named he, he named me personally. This dude called me by name, by the way. Hold on one second. This guy here, he runs a website called BIPOC Doing Racism. Black Indigenous People of Color Doing Racism, all right? So basically he, he has a little page where it's a prop anti-black propaganda page, basically. He has this anti-black propaganda page. I'm a Christian. I screenshot and quote, hateful, violent, ignorant, racist treat tweets. So yeah, he's basically a Twitter snitch who's trying to get put on. All right. So they he monitors what we do and other black people do what we call our racism. And now he's mad at Elon Musk because he ain't getting put on. Listen to this. Listen to this. Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on. This is probably a really bad idea because now people know what I look like. I run the account BIPOC doing racism. BIPOC racism. The majority of the hate content on that platform is directed at white people. And I have now been locked out again. I am being targeted again. Something happened to the algorithm where they're going back to the old standards or somebody on the moderation team locked my account. Okay, so this message is for Elon Musk. And he's not going to respond. He will not. I have sent my resume to Ella Irwin to be hired on the moderation team. I heard no response. I have tweeted Elon tons of times. I follow the accounts that he follows. They've now listen, I want y'all to know who they got as moderators because some he knows some of the he has some fellow travel travelers who are moderators. Okay. I want y'all to know who the moderators are on all of these social media sites. He's mad and he's kind of breaking bad and spilling the beans because he didn't get hired. So I want you to understand, we've been saying this for years. They got these suspected white supremacists moderating a lot of these social media sites. All right, hold on. They follow me back. There's absolutely no way that Elon does not either know about my account or have, has seen my account. He is a coward. So at this point, because I'm a Twitter Blue member, if anybody has any um, leads onto, as to an attorney who can sue, 
I would like to bring a lawsuit against Twitter. Lord, because at this point I'm a paying customer, I'm being denied access to the product that I've purchased. What he wants to do, I understand it. He wants to be able to mod and, and shut us down. If you don't want me to show how shitty your moderation team is, I get that. But I've asked you to hire me. You're letting people like Tariq Nasheed run unabated on Twitter. You're letting people like Tariq Nasheed. You're letting people like Tariq Nasheed run unabated on Twitter. You're letting people like um, Talbert Swan run around and say whatever he wants. And you come after me for showing you, for showing everybody how bad your moderation team is, how bad your algorithm is. Tag Elon Musk on this, because I'd like a response, because if you really want to make a difference with hate speech on your platform, you will include anti-white hate speech. And the person who's the best at finding it is me. Uh-oh. I'm white and I say and so. Applied. I've asked for you to hire me and put you on your moderation. Oh, I'm white and I say so. All right. They want to, these are the people who they hire. But he's he's probably so extreme, they were like, nah, we can't have you on the team. You got to be more codified. All right. He's so extreme, they're like, nah, we can't have you. No, you, you might get us caught in some lawsuits just banning people. But yeah, these people are shook by what we do. You let Tariq Nasheed run around unabated. Look, I, I follow the rules. I don't just be denigrating people based on race. I report the news. I don't be saying disparaging things. I don't be trolling people's pages. You know, I don't go to people's pages harassing them. I don't be on that. I tweet to myself. I tweet my tweets. Most of them go viral, and that's it. I report the news, and I tell the truth. And they're so mad that my stuff goes viral all the time, and then it gets picked up by mainstream media. They want to be able to control the narrative in their own words. And those of us who have a platform to challenge white supremacy and tell the truth, boy, if they're not there to shut us down, it, it, it burns and chaps their asses. Yeah? And they see how codified we are. They want to do something. They just, they want to stop the momentum. Yeah, they get mad at me for posting headlines they don't like. I, I just tell the truth. I don't denigrate nobody. I don't be name-calling nobody or anything. I, wrote, I post the truth. I post the truth. And when the white supremacists do stuff to people, I expose them. You know, when they try to, when a, when a race soldier harms a black person and they start going out of their way to, to protect and hide these people, no, you don't. This is the race soldier and this is his name and this is who did it. I expose a lot of these white supremacists. They hate that. Boy, they hate their people being exposed. Just like, um, remember the um, when our brother Jordan Neely got killed out there on that damn train in New York? 
they were protecting that suspected white supremacist who choked him to death. No, I was one of the first people to put his name and photo out there. Like, no, we're not going to protect this guy. This is him. This is what he looks like. Then the mainstream media had to do it. They had to go out there and show who he was and show what he looked like. Yeah. So yeah, we're using social media to get on code and we're we're abiding by the rules. And what they hate to see is a bunch of us codified the way we are. And what they really hate to see is us not letting them throw the tether class at us to run interference. That's what they really hate. They love throwing the tethers out there to run interference and we we stop that in its tracks. You can't put tethers our way no more. They can't do that no more. We've been calling these tethers out. Speaking of tethers, did y'all see there was an Ethiopian tether who was working for some kind of governmental department. They found out his ass is a spy. He's up here getting secrets from um, the government here and giving that shit to, to foreign agencies. So they can't trust the tethers like they used to no more. You see, some of the tethers are, 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 are being double agents. So, and that's a good thing. I like untrustworthy tethers. See, they don't know what to do with the tethers. We don't trust the tethers. They can't trust the tethers. So now the tethers are becoming useless. See, the only reason they get tethers, because they don't like tethers. They, they hate tethers with a passion. They hate tethers more than they hate us. But they knew that the tethers could be useful tools. They're like, yeah, the tethers can't be trusted, but at least the tethers can go in and infiltrate those FBAs. Now the tethers can't infiltrate us because the minute we see one of them big janky foreheads, we're like, hey, wait a minute. Who's this nigga? Where did he come from? Oh, no, 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 no. Where your family from, brother? So the minute the tethers show up, we're asking questions. And now the tethers are doing little sneaky shit to them. So they're like, oh, damn, these tethers are useless. I love it. Go ahead, tethers. Go ahead, tethers. Be untrustworthy and scanty. They don't know what to do with the tethers no more. They're like, damn it. Uh, they caught another tether trying to go back to what? what the tether scammed some money. Hold on, where's that story? There's another story. Uh, uh, the tether scammed a whole bunch of money and tried to flee back to Zambia. Hold on, he was a mail carrier out there in um, um, D.C. He was out there scamming everybody out there in D.C. Hold on, right here. A Zambian tether, a mail carrier accused of $1.7 million in theft, tried to flee to Zambia. Federal charges were unsealed this week. Hak, what's his Hachikosela Machimba, right here. This is the tether right here. All right. A mail carrier accused of stealing nearly $1.7 million from D.C. residents. That means the black people, all right? All the black people in D.C., he's up here going in y'all mail, family. This musty tether was going in your mail. Um, he was arrested attempting to flee to the country, the African nation of Zambia, according to charging documents. He was arrested at Dulles National Airport. He was carrying $2,000 cash in a newly issued Zambian passport. Now, was he from Zambia or was he just trying to escape to Zambia? All right, where's this tether from? All right. 
So he was, oh, they got all types of money. This dude was was scamming his ass off. All right? So he was scamming and he tried to flee to go back home. All right? So they can't trust these tenants. Lord, 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 Lord. Yeah, so now we see what type of devils is up here trying to get spots with the programmers. Now you see why our channels always get demonetized and shadow banned and terminated, right? And this is all used in unison as an all-out blitzkrieg through the mainstream media, through social media, to suppress what little bit of free speech we have. Now imagine if this suspected white supremacist was a modifier somewhere. Hmm? What, what would happen to Tyreek's channel, Professor Black Truth's channel, Tori and Rain's channel? Terminated in a heartbeat, right? So this dude said that he is the best at finding anti-white hate speech. Then said Tyreek's name. So if these pale faces had their way, every Twitter... X, YouTube, Clubhouse, even Instagram page that speaks B1 would be marked for termination and deletion. So along with the gentrification war we're fighting, we're fighting a war of propaganda as well. That's the silent weapons and quiet wars. Yeah, this is the end game. But the funny thing is, they don't expect to be around to see it to its full conclusion. So they found a way to stave off their total elimination. They figured they'd use the Hispanic Latino community as symbiotic host and amalgamate with them, being that they're the closest to them racially. I mean, there's some differences ethnically, but racially. But even that won't work. Now I want you to listen to this petrified foundational white American white supremacist. Yeah, a white man actually called up the Tyreek's platform and used the term foundational white American. Where does he get that from? Obviously Tyreek's foundational black Americans, right? So all you haters saying foundational black Americans is made up and it's stupid. Nobody would ever respect it. Shut the fuck up and pay attention. And listen to the foundational white American express his fears for the future of his superior white race and how bringing in Hispanics and Latinos is only a band-aid on a gunshot wound.
Yes, sir. I talk about why Trump is actually shooting the foundational white American community in the foot by I talk about why Trump is actually shooting the foundational white American community in the foot by Yes, sir. I talk about why Trump is actually shooting the foundational white American community in the foot by threatening to deport all these probationary whites, immigrants, whatever you call them. Here's the thing. So I hate to admit it, but white people are genetically recessive. That motherfucker said foundational white American. Not the Jews, not the Irish, not the Italians, not any of these other ethnic Caucasoids. We are foundational white Americans the same way you are not Haitian, Jamaican, or African. Yeah, they get it. Call them. Here's the thing. So I hate to admit it, but white people are genetically recessive. And as a result, we're probably going to be extinct in 100 years or so. And we need... Pro- or less, or less. I think less than well, that, unfortunately. Here's the thing. We're going to need probationary whites to keep you in check. And if Trump deports... Right. If Trump deports all these immigrants, the FBAs are just going to keep breeding and breeding. They're going to take over the U.S. So we need probationary whites, immigrants, Latinos, Asians to keep you in check when we're gone. Right. And yeah, they're trying to flood the zone with them. Yeah, so they're trying to flood the zone. I'm disappointed. And the thing is, I'm right. And, and the thing is, it's not really working like it's supposed to because you have a lot of the people coming in from South America. They have some of those throwback genes because they got a black abuela back home. So they'll go mate with a white person here. Then the baby is born with an afro and a taste for the yeah. So you don't know what to do. It's all over the place. Well, that's why I hate so, white race trading simps because they'll, you know, white men or like, I don't know, simps who can't get girls who can't find a white girl, they'll say, oh, I'm going to go knock up some Mexican. And then the kid's not white. The kid's Mexican because we're genetically recessive. I hate to say it. It's just true. And um, and then that kid's non-white. And so with all with all this stuff going on, yeah, we're probably going to be extinct soon. And I'm worried what you're going to do when you guys take over the U.S. completely. We need probation. Whoa. So the foundational white American wants probationary whites to come into the country and have babies and outbreed you foundational black Americans or black Americans will take over the country as said by a foundational white American. He said, we need Latinos and Asians to keep you in check when we're gone. Yes, he did. He said, we need Latinos and Asians to keep you in check when we're gone. So even though they know it's a foregone conclusion, their extinction is imminent, they still worried about black people. And this is why they're being eliminated now. Because they're so focused on everything and everybody else and suppressing and oppressing everybody else. They're not taking all this great science and shit that they inventing and finding a way to stave off genetic annihilation. And this is why everything they do is in overdrive. Immigration's in overdrive. The mainstream media onslaught of black criminality is on overdrive. The 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 Karen and Ken microaggressions is on overdrive.
then he said he hates interracial dating race traders. Called them simps. He said this is just a band-aid on a shotgun wall. Matter of fact, a double barrel shotgun. Because now you tainted the so-called white or Aryan bloodline by mixing. So he said, incel white boys who can't get a white woman go after the low-hanging fruit and then go knock. Right now, how do you feel about these white women looking up at all these brothers? Because that's a big thing, too. The white women are really running up on the brothers. How how the white male supremacists feeling about this with all these white women choosing brothers? Yeah, it's they just need to be. I don't know. What what do you do with them? They're they're race traders. Just we don't claim them anymore. They've lost their whiteness. Right. Um, are you guys focusing more on the Asian girls now? No, because that's another because they're not white. Here's the thing. Um, in order to propagate white society and foundational white American society, you need to have white kids. Here's the problem. Here's an example with black people. A black dude can knock up any race or girl in the world, and that kid's going to be black because you're dominant genetically. If a white dude right. knocks up any race of woman besides white, that kid's non-white. And so these, right. these white supremacists or white foundational white Americans who want to get their dick wet and they knock up some minority woman, you just killed your own race. You're committing racial suicide because that kid's non-white. And so that pisses me off when I'm going, oh, you're a white supremacist. Oh, I mean, a foundational white American, and you're knocking up a Latino or an, an Asian. What the hell's wrong with you? You're committing racial suicide. And it's just, it's not good. Right. And, and a lot of what the white supremacists will do, they'll just kind of get into these little segregated enclaves and then they'll start getting into these ancestral relationships. And that's kind of big. And that doesn't work out either because then you get all of the congenitive, um, congenital disorders and the neurological disorders. So that's that's kind of speeding up the process. Well, the truth is, Tariq, um, majority of white supremacist males can't actually tell their white girlfriends that they're white supremacists. Because I don't know, it's just female nature. There, most some will, you know, some like hillbillies, they'll be up with that. But like, if you're in the, if you're in like the northern suburbs or whatever, and you say, hey, you know, I hate black people, they'll be like, oh, you know, they might stay with you, but it's just, it's not like a, a bonus. So you have to kind of be quiet about that, and they might, right. you know, you have to give little hints. But then you, you basically say, oh, you know, because of my religion, which you're not, I'm not really into religion. Let's have ten kids, you know, be fruitful and multiply. And nowadays, white women want to have like one kid, which is below replacement level. And uh, wow. but I try to pretend I'm not even religious. I, I try to pretend I say, "Hey, look, you know, we're both religious, right? Let's have ten kids." And then she's like, "No, nah, I, I only want two max." I'm like, "Well, that's that's still not replacing. That's still below replacement because you need three to to add." And so it's just we got to figure that out. But we're we're probably not going to be around and pretty soon. So we need these. Immigrants and probationary to whites to keep the FBAs in check. So Trump, you know, Trump's old and dementia. I thought he was, I don't know, Trump's being an idiot with saying, oh, no. He said, Tyreek asked him, how does the white male supremacist feel about the white woman running up on brothers? Because y'all know interracial dating and marriage is at an all-time high. And we also know at the same time, if left our own devices and allowed to live freely in this society, White women and white men 
would become attracted to us, possibly even more so than their own kind, right? It's why they leave the black man in financial dire straits. Because if the black man was in the middle class or the black man was rich, he would take more of their women. So they have to handicap us financially, right? Foundation of White Americans said that they race traitors. He said, we don't claim them no more. They lost their whiteness. So the Foundation of White American has disowned the white woman. Yeah, it's all a front. It's all a front, people. These people are scared to death. And that's what drives their hatred for us. And the best way to get revenge on them is for us to love one another and outlive their asses. That would be the ultimate troll shit. Just love one another and outlive their asses. And then Tyreek asked him, he said, well, you know, since since the white women is now running up on the brothers, are you now focusing on the Asian women? And he said, no, they're not white. Then said, in order to propagate foundational white American society, you need white on white unions. Asians and Latinos is not a substitution for whiteness. It's an amalgamation. Boy... Then he said, here's the problem. I actually said that. He said, here's the problem. So you black guys, y'all can knock up any race of woman and that child's going to be black because y'all are dominant genetically. I wonder what it took from that white boy to have to admit that. Yeah, he called black male dominant genetics a problem. A problem for who? For him. Then he said, if a white man knocks up a non-white woman, then that child is not white. It's mixed. And then he said, when some dusty white dude, and quote, he said, yeah, when some dusty white, I don't think he said dusty, but something to that extent. He said, and when a dusty white dude wants to get his dick wet, and he goes out here and gets with a non-white girl, he just committed racial suicide. And he said, that pisses me off. He said, I see these white supremacists out here with these Asian women and these Latino women. And, and, and he said, all they're doing is speeding it up. Yeah, he said, we can't maintain foundational white American supremacy with mixed children. This shit is deep. Then Tyreek said, yeah, and this is when y'all start to get into these little segregated enclaves and interbreed. He's talking about ancestral relationships. And then he said that leads to the congenitive and the neurological disorders, all the Down syndromes and the other birth defects, right? Then to add insult to that injury, the white supremacist said, you can't tell white women nowadays that you hate blacks because they ain't with it. He said, only a hillbilly. He said, you get a hillbilly bitch, probably tell her she'd probably be down with it. You mean? But he said, no, 
He said, you got to keep it on the low that you racist. How you going to be racist? And you can't even be racist in front of your wife, nigga. <laughs> then said, now the white woman only want to have one child, one or two children. He said, you need three for above replacement numbers. So even white women are not cooperating. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Just outlift these niggas. That's that's all it is. Outlift these niggas. Only way they take us out is if they nuke the world. If they say we can't have it, nobody will. Hit the button. It's the only way they could take us out. There is no way for them to outlive us. So even with all the artificial means of annihilation that they have uh inflicted upon us it is still them that is naturally being genetically annihilated that is some shit right let's have 10 kids and then she'll be like no nah, I, I only want two max i'm like well that's that's still not replacing that's still below replacement because right? you need three to to add and so it's just we got to figure that out but we're, we're probably not going to be around and pretty soon so we need these immigrants and probationary to whites to keep the fbas in check so trump you know trump's old in dementia i thought he was I don't know. Trump's being an idiot with saying, oh, no, we're going to deport all these immigrants. He doesn't realize that he's basically just laying the groundwork for FBAs to take over, deporting all these immigrants. You know, these immigrants are pretty, not all of them, but some of them, most of them, I'd say, are anti-black. So Trump's basically saying, here, let me deport all these anti-black immigrants. I'll think I'm doing something good. And then when the white people die off, black people are just going to take over. So Trump's being an yeah. idiot. So I, I can't really support him. With I, Honestly, I'd probably ride with Biden, to be honest, because... You know, black people are like, oh, Biden's so good. But truth is, he, he went to Robert Byrd's funeral. I've seen him in the 70s make comments about racial jungles and stuff. So it's like, I, and I think Biden pretends to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm all for black people. But I, I think deep down, he's one of us. He's just right. And black folk, you can learn a lot from what this white supremacist just said. He's a Republican. He vote Trump. But now that Trump is talking about deporting these illegals which are to be used as a buffer class and probationary whites this white supremacist republican said he thinks he's going to vote for biden because biden is the one letting in these anti-black immigrants so it's all about the policies not the party so this white man is willing to leave I wouldn't even say leave the Republican Party. He's willing to vote elsewhere for this upcoming cycle for his own tangibles. And his tangibles would be to see more immigrants come here and replace the foundational black American. But what do we do? We vote Democrat no matter what. Wake up, people. I think, I think he's the one. Too. But listen, if you guys, 
if you guys are going to go extinct, and some people say it's going to be. Now, here's where the conversation gets silly. Now, this is one of the things that sometimes Tyreek does do, all right? Uh, so you got this white supremacist engaged in this conversation, right? And Tyreek starts to troll him. Or just, just make sure when, when the white supremacists are gone that y'all leave behind the recipe for, for Rice Krispie treats. That's, that's that bullshit. That's that bullshit. So once you broke character, the conversation started to fall apart because then the white boy started trying to troll back and, and then the conversation collapsed, you know? But, but yeah, you know, but you take the good with the bad when it comes to Tyreek, right? Right. Me too. I think, I think he's the white too. But listen, if you guys, if you guys are going to go extinct and some people say it's going to be sooner than a hundred years, can, can you at least leave the recipes for the Rice Krispie Treats and tuna casseroles, because those are good. I don't want y'all to take those to the grave with you. Leave those at least, because you guys really make some great Rice Krispie Treats. I'm going to give you that. Well, I mean, you'll have like half-white half white women that'll maybe possess a little bit of that, but the white males, they don't they do not do that. Oh, nobody does it better than they can. Well, great. Nobody. Great. How are you going to be? How are the FBAs going to be effing black uh, or white women when they're extinct? They're going to miss that white pussy, aren't they? No, not really. Not really. A lot of the, the Sambos are, are <laughs> fiending for the white pooch. But yeah, these sisters, they still got it popping. So right. yeah, we will still be good to go. Do we're not vote for go. Trump. Do not vote for Trump. He's actually indirectly shooting white people in the foot. You know, then all we're going to deport all these immigrants. Do not vote for him. He's, he's being an old, demented idiot by saying we're going to deport anti-black immigrants. Don't do it. All right. Well, thank you so much, sir. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, he's going to be all right. You know, I know that a lot of the white supremacists feel like them, you know, they're about to be up out of here pretty soon. He said 100 years. Many experts are saying it's going to be less than 100 years. And that's what a lot of experts are saying. The white supremacists in particular, the, the main ones who wanted to segregate themselves and practice this racism and, and create these little enclaves. Those are going to be the first ones to go. Unfortunately, that's unfortunate. I don't want to see a, anybody be extinct. I don't want to see that. You know, that's not good. But the white supremacists, the nature kind of has a way of correcting itself. If you have a group of people, and I'm talking about the white supremacists, not white people in general talking about the white supremacists. If you have a group of people who create a system that's an inherently evil system, the universe will correct that. And the universe, they, they, it, it corrects stuff like that. It corrects evil doing, things that are unnatural. White supremacy is a very unnatural thing. It's a very deceptive and unnatural thing for the planet. Uh, let me get um, some other people. Let's get Mary June in here. So I'm telling y'all, the time is now to stop playing with them. Yeah, stop playing with them. Fear of genetic annihilation is the inferiority complex that led to systemic white supremacy. You understand that now, right? Their fear of 
genetic annihilation was an inferiority complex that led to them invoking a system of white supremacy. While at the same time, this same white supremacy that had them going around the world pillaging this shit is leading to their white genocide and ethnic cleansing. That shit is ridiculous. So, so in other words, the more they fight genetic annihilation, the faster it happens. The fuck? That's why they so mean. That's why they so mean. So the only way for them to stave off genetic annihilation is for them to actually, in essence, be nice to us. Be nice to the darker peoples on the planet and you'll survive longer. You don't believe me? Hmm? So basically white supremacy and them colonizing the world has actually brought about their demise quicker. Yeah, white supremacy and them colonizing the world has actually brought about their demise quicker. Let me give you an analogy. Now, this is based really on genetics, but it's an analogy, all right? So what happens, right, if you pillage the world or pillage the land and you hoard all the riches into a castle? Hmm? All right, phone, shut up. Let me ask the question again. What happens if you pillage the land and hoard all the riches into a castle? Eventually, the people going to come and raid said castle, right? Because that's where all the riches is, right? Let them eat cake. They're going to come. right now all castles castles that have hoarded up the riches of the world and now they're having their castles raided by dark immigrants who will eventually breed them out of their own countries That shit is the quagmire of all fucking quagmires. <laughs> These niggas is done. I, I'm probably over an hour now. I guess I'm gonna have to do a part two. Whether we realize it or not, that's why they got these evil systems. This is why they won't do nothing for foundational black Americans. They're not going to do anything to help us outlive them. Even though they got a 500 year head start. Right? Even though they have 150 million more whites in this country than us, they are scared of us catching up and passing them. Even with the 150 million population lead on us. They still worried about losing that lead. 
That's how bad this shit is genetically. And then you add in how many of them is LBGT, ZQ, LMNOP. You look at the alphabet community. So not only are they genetics weak, they're also out here dealing with what? You know what? Out of respect for Daniel Patrick Moynihan, I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> Before I get myself in trouble, I believe it right there. Look, y'all understand, right? All right, so leave it in the comment section and watch what you say, dummy. Bunker, like, share, subscribe, or don't. Peace. Appreciate you. So, y'all can call Tyreka Grifter. To each his own. I can see why some might say that, especially those that have never been anywhere and have never done anything, you know, and not multifaceted. You know, I can see how you could get grifting. One minute he's singing, one minute he dancing, the next minute he doing shows. Make up your mind. The next minute he won't do DVDs. So I can understand how some people with no talent at all can see him as a grifter. <laughs> I'm going to just say this. He's a useful one. All right, Buck, I'm out. Genetic annihilation is their biggest contemplation. Their worst fear of debating in a mind state of Satan. That's why they be hating, because they know God can save them. The recessive germ can't replace enough, because they ain't maiden. They he cipher, monkey cipher, sleeping with dogs. An Alex Jones conspiracy, like he said, gay frogs. It's crazy. These motherfuckers when they wait out, so they trying to take us with it. And that's without a doubt that it ain't working. Death is lurking. These niggas jerking. It's time to get to working. All these niggas is Listen to what's going on in Japan, and you'll understand why America relies so heavily on immigration. Centuries. Japan is about to disappear from the map. Japan's government is terrified because they don't know how to solve this crisis. Here's what's happening. After the economic boom of the 1980s, it became so expensive to have a child that women stopped having babies. And with so many retired old people, there aren't enough young people to take care of them, which could collapse the system at any moment. Unlike other countries like the United States, Europe, or Canada, where birth rates are also low but compensated by immigrants, states, Europe, or Canada, where birth rates are also low but compensated by immigrants, Europe, or Canada, where birth rates are also low but compensated by immigrants, Japan doesn't have that option since it has strict immigration laws that make it super difficult for anyone to immigrate to Japan. Japan's population is expected to go from 126 million to just 50 million by the end of the century and go extinct in a few centuries.